I'm Michael Movestro, and you're listening to the Vegas Bright Podcast, Episode 4, a special holiday edition. The Vegas Bright Podcast from VegasBright.com. So podcast, it's a Vegas podcast. Welcome to a very special holiday edition of the Vegas Bright Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Movestro, and since it is a holiday, it's Easter Sunday, I decided that for this podcast, I'm just going to take it a bit easy. I didn't plan any Vegasy news, any Vegas around the web, any comedy segments, or anything like that. I just figure, you know what, it's a holiday, and you know you should be taking it easy on a holiday, right? So I just put in 12 hours getting articles ready for this week, and I'm not done yet, but I still want to do my podcast. And instead of starting at 2 in the morning and getting to bed at 5, I'm not going to be doing that this weekend. What I am going to do, though, what I do want to do is, instead of doing the news roundup stuff and the Vegas history stuff and all that, which uh, I I would normally do, um, instead what I would like to do is talk about that very first Vegas trip ever. Um, you might remember yours. I'm assuming that those listening to this podcast has been to, have been to Vegas, and maybe even uh, more than once. And maybe there's some of you that haven't been to Vegas yet, and you're just like, you, you planned your trip in your chest at that point where you have to hear and read everything in Las Vegas until you go, which, believe it or not, I still do even though I've been to Vegas a ton of times. So what I want to do today is talk about my first trip to Vegas. My coming up trip, the trip coming up that I'm going on um, in about a week, uh, just over a week away, uh, will be my 10th trip uh, since I've first gone, since my Vegas cherry got popped. And uh, I guess I'm getting a little bit, uh, you know, retrospective or sentimental or something like that. I don't know. But what I do know is I want to talk about that first experience and see if maybe it resonates with any of you out there uh, as well. You know what? I'm going to take my headphones off, I think. You know what? I'm just going to be, I'm just going to be really natural about this. I'm not even going to wear my, my headphones that I normally wear during the, during the show because I don't really have any volumes to look after. I'm not going to have any segments coming up. I'm not going to have any promos or sweepers or bumpers or any of those things. So I'm just going to take it easy. I'm going to chill out here uh, and uh, just uh, sip some water, uh, perhaps uh, imbibe on my my vapor and talk to you about my first trip to Las Vegas. Now, one of the things I like to do is read trip reports from people who have never been to Vegas before and it was their first time because there's something about seeing it from the eyes and the perspective of someone who hasn't been there. And when my wife and I went for our uh, long overdue honeymoon um, back in September, I got to 
experience that with her because she, even though she had been to Vegas with her family, um, it was a long time ago and she couldn't really, you know, it was the first time she went as like a grown up, you know, as an adult where, you know, she can go and have fun and not have, you know, mom and dad around, you know what I mean? So a much different trip for her this time. And it was just so cool to see her see Vegas as if it was the first time she was actually seeing it. And I thought that was really cool. And and I heard a Faces and Aces podcast. They were talking about uh, Vegas stories and stuff like that. And it started making me thinking about that. So that's why I'm going to talk to you today about my first trip to Vegas. Um, and maybe you'll once again see Vegas for the first time. Who knows? Uh, maybe you won't. Maybe you're like, Maybe you're already tuned out. Maybe you already heard me begin the show by telling you that I'm not going to be doing any Vegas news or roundups or segments, and you're just like, oh, well, screw this. And, you know, maybe you already clicked into something else, um, and that, that's possible. Uh, and if you if you did that, I don't blame you. Uh, but uh, I want to talk about my first Vegas trip and how that all came about, and uh, it's, it's an interesting story nonetheless. My first trip to Las Vegas was in... 2009 and I should probably go a little bit before that at the time I had just moved to California from New York um, I tried several times to just stay out of New York uh, I think this time it's sticking not that I'm in Arizona but uh my first time uh, to Vegas was because of this I was in California and I rented a room from this guy we were on two very different paths uh, in life, you know, we, uh, we didn't have very much in common, uh, but, uh, decent guy, good guy at the time. Um, uh, and, uh, you know, on, and we became fast friends because we had moved out of the place he was renting into a house instead that he was going to rent because he wanted, uh, more space for his dogs or whatever. So, that's when we really started to like get to know each other because there was a lot of stuff we were fixing in that house and installing doggy doors and everything that was going on over there. Um, and that's when we got to really know each other. Uh, so we had gone out at some point over the weekend to go grab lunch. And uh, this is back in, back in 2009. And we were just talking about different life experiences and things like that. You know, he had many different life experiences than I had. He's, uh, he was significantly older than I was and, uh, more established than I was. I was not making much money at all. And he was, uh, making a lot more, <laughs> a lot more than I was at the time. And, uh, I remember he was like, so what do you think about Las Vegas? Cause he knew that I was opinionated on a few things back then. And I said, and I, and I still can't believe I said that to this day, but that's who I was back then. I said, I don't understand why anybody would throw away their money on going to Las Vegas and just shoving it into machines or throwing it on the table and just watching their money disappear. You know, I was like, that's a big waste of time. And if, you know, you, you work hard for your money, you should be able to spend that a little bit more wisely than just taking a gamble and throwing it all away. And I was all anti-Vegas. I had never been there. And the only thing that I knew about Vegas really was that, you know, you gambled there. Um, there were these resorts and things like that, but you gambled there and it was mostly a gambler kind of a thing. And gambling wasn't my thing because I was, I think mostly because of my financial situation, I could not understand why someone would just throw away money like that. Now, if, if you don't have 
enough money to survive, you probably shouldn't be gambling. Um, that's just my opinion. Does that still hold true now? Yeah, yeah, it kind of does. You know, you got, you know, if, if, if you have to choose between gambling or paying the bills or feeding yourself, you should probably pay the bills and feed yourself. Uh, <laughs> but, um, back then I was in much more dire straits and, uh, just couldn't imagine why anybody would ever, ever want to throw away their money. And so I, I went off on that little tangent for a bit. And then he said to me, he goes, okay, well, next week we're going to Las Vegas. So you're going to need to take some time off of work. And I was like, you know what? I appreciate the offer. You're wasting your time though. I don't want to go. I can't afford to miss work. Uh, so unless you're willing to comp me for the days I'm missing work, since they don't pay for days off, uh, I'm, no, I'm just not going to go. And he's like, okay, you know what? I'll pay for the days you're going to miss off. So that way, you know, you didn't lose anything financially. And I was like, okay, now we're on to something. So I still wasn't looking forward to it. I let my boss know that I was going to be gone, um, that Thursday, Friday, uh, and possibly that Monday. Um, and you know, they were cool with it. It was just, it was just a place to work at at the time. It was that place I mentioned in the previous episode. So, you know, take that for what it is. And, uh, let's see, was it a Thursday? Am I right? Yeah, it was definitely a Thursday. I'm going back in the calendar. So show enough, the day came (laughs) show enough, uh, show enough. The day came, it was uh, July 2nd of, uh, 2009. This was right after, uh, right after Michael Jackson died. So my first trip to Vegas, I heard nothing but Michael Jackson all over the place. Uh, I kid you not. It was just Michael Jackson everywhere. And, uh, yeah, that was something that always stands out to me for some reason. But anyways, I feel weird not having my headphones on and doing this. I do feel a bit more natural though. I think I've only said, um, about 20 times instead of like the usual 45. So I'm going to pop these bad boys back on for a minute. Okay, that's better. Okay, good. Now I don't feel like I'm just talking to myself. So we get to Vegas, um, and I remember being blown away by the fact that the second we got off the plane, we were greeted by slot machines at the airport. We weren't even out of the terminal yet. Like, we just walked off the plane, you know, and went through that, you know, little you know, that little tunnel thing you got to walk through that connects to the building and get out and boom, slot machines all over the place. And I was like, I was, I was surprised by two things. One slot machines were right there at the airport too. I had never actually seen slot machines before in real life. So there's that. And so I was just like, what are you serious? Like these are slot machines. What's going in the airport? And I remember just being surprised. It's like, it's like, how desperate is this place for your money? that the second you arrive, they want you to start unloading your cash. And I, I took that as like, see, this is what I'm talking about. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was it was interesting. And I remember um, we got into the cab line, which wasn't really that bad at all. Uh, it must have been the time we arrived or whatever. And um, we got whisked away to the Venetian because uh, that's where my roommate at the time chose to stay. And he uh, 
you know, he has, he had very, he had very high taste in things, you know? Um, so he wouldn't, you know, he wouldn't be, you know, staying at a place like the Flamingo, which I don't mind so long as it's a go room, not a fab room at all. Not at all. If it's not a go room, I'm not, I'm not staying, but, uh, he would not ever, that's too beneath him. That's the kind of person we're talking about. So, uh, he stayed at the Venetian and, um, he had this suite and I was lucky enough to crash on the couch of that suite so I can have a taste of luxury, but not too much of a taste of luxury. And it was the, uh, I'm on the Venetian website right now cause I'm trying to find what closest, uh, match to it is. And it's, it turns out it's the Prima suite. Yeah, that's gotta be it. Yeah, because yeah, it didn't have railing or anything. So it's definitely the Prima Suite. And what I liked about it was that there was like, there's like, I think three widescreen TV, three flat screen TVs. Uh, even though I wasn't going to, you know, make use of the master bath, I still had my own bathroom. Well, it was a half bath, but I had that. So in case I needed to go in the middle of the night, I didn't have to wake anyone up. Um, and, uh, you know, it was a nice room. It had a bar in it. Um, it had a little table and it had a couch and some chairs and a TV there. So there's a TV there. There's a TV by the bar. And I think the master bedroom had one too. Um, yeah, it probably did. I didn't really see that. Um, but I did manage to, you know, have the, be afforded the use of the master, uh, bathroom when I went to take my shower. Uh, in the mornings. So that was cool. And I remember it was just the most amazing shower. And I remember the towels themselves. It's like they didn't, they hardly had to touch your skin for you to be dry. The towels at the Venetian. I don't know what it was. Maybe it was the thread count or the type of thread that was used. I really don't know what, but it was like, you can just lightly graze your body with one of these towels and you were dry and that you just dry boom done dry uh and i just remember just being blown away by the by all of it you know just the, the finishings the trimmings uh just everything about the venetian i remember that room i remember just being like man this is just this is so beyond me you know i i, I felt mildly uncomfortable but I was enjoying it at the same time. I remember the shower had like dual shower heads in it and had a little bench, a bench in a shower, which to me was like, wait, it could actually be like this. This exists. I remember blown, being blown away by that. And I think I skipped ahead actually, because we got to the Venetian, the room wasn't ready and we had to wait around and we waited around outside uh, where the cabs had dropped us off. And there's a bunch of people sitting there waiting for their room to be ready. And I remember that, you know, when we were in the Venetian, I remember like being hit by the smell, which some people minded at the time. I personally didn't because it was new to me. Uh, and I was just like, wow, it smells like there's a smell in here. That's actually a good smell. And uh, I remember my roommate explaining to me, uh, you know, that, that casinos do that as a way of marketing. Uh, you know, they, they put different scents into their casinos and stuff, you know, so that you can, you know, just uh, scent or being triggers the strongest memories or something like that. So that's one of the things that they did. And I remember just like standing in the lobby of the Venetian. And I remember just like being like, wow, look at all this, like, you know, gold, which probably wasn't really gold, probably painted gold, 
yes, definitely painted gold, but still, just just being surprised just how like luxurious it was. Just even the lobby was luxurious, and just and I just I just couldn't believe everything that was happening. And it, I was I was slowly I was slowly starting to love it. Not gonna lie, slowly starting to love it. Uh, and I remember we got our we got our um, keys for the room. And then you do that awesome little walk you do from the lobby where you go down that long hall into the casino. And I remember that long hall, as I call it, and I'm sure it's called something else. It's got this floor that makes you want to play Qbert uh, because it has these like pyramidy designs that are all collapsed into each other. So I see it. I think of Qbert. And when I, which for you millennials listening, Qbert is a video game um, that was popular, I believe, in the 80s. Um, you might see him on t-shirts now i'm just kidding millennials love you guys and girls uh but yeah so it, it looked a lot like a Kubert game to me but i remember that looking up at the ceiling i was blown away by these murals that look like it just they just came out of the sistine chapel these wonderfully painted murals on the ceilings and i was just like i remember dragging my suitcase behind me and just looking up and just like just in like awe and wonder of what I was looking at and just being ridiculously impressed uh and just like what man this is freaking cool holy shit look at how the hell do they do all that that's gotta be stencils or something right like a print-on maybe like how do they and I remember just like going through my mind how do they do that that's a just and I'm just being blown away by it and just just taking everything in the 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 scent that was going through the Venetian at the time, which has changed by the way. I believe they made the change in 2012 to a different scent. But and just walking through and then getting to get this the casino, and it was game over for me at, at the casino because the sights, the sounds, you know the the sound of a casino, you know that sound is you know just. The unis the unison of slot machines, um, making noises, playing different theme songs, the the winning bells going, which is I think kind of what I tried to emulate in the theme song for this uh, actually. But it was like a bunch of that, and it was just like it's like its own little song. I have a way of finding music and everything. Uh, as a composer, it's just something that I've always done, but. It's like there was a song. It's like the, the it's like the casino was singing a song through these different slot machines. And some points they'd be in unison together, and other parts they'd be off. And the, hearing the crowd uh, gather around uh, the craps table, which at the time I didn't know what a craps table was, getting all rowdy and excited, and and just just the energy, the overall energy of uh, the casino. And I remember just like just being like, wow, what, wow, wow, wow. Wow, you know, it went like that, and it, <laughs> that's pretty much the order of everything that it went. And it was, it was just, uh, just like, I, it's just, and I'm walking through, and like, everything is like in slow motion in a good way. And I'm looking around, and I'm not even paying attention in, to where I'm going, and I'm just like, wow, what's going on? Man, this is, so, oh, that looks so cool. Oh man, look at that. Oh man, that's great. Uh, uh, what's up with these girls with the drinks and you know and just like seeing everything for the first time uh with with an with an extreme concentrated stare uh kind of like when a baby sees its parents for the first time 
<laughs> that like that really intense look. But I wasn't that intense where I would creep people out. But I knew I was just like, oh my god, and just my I know my eyes were ridiculously dilated. I looked like an anime character. That's what I think. And um, it was just intense. It was amazing. We got to the room. I remember being impressed with the room. Uh, I remember we flipped on the TV, all three of them. Um, and I remember that, uh, uh, I, I think Sarah Palin was announcing her resignation as governor of Alaska or something. And I remember thinking to myself, why do I want to see this? And, uh, you know, and, and just like flipping through the channels, trying to figure out what's happening with the TV you know, and trying to figure out how I'm going to get unpacked and everything and looking at the couch I'd be sleeping on and looking at the bar and all that stuff. And I'm just like taking in the room and just like, you just how well it was laid out and the, the, the color scheme that was used. And I remember looking out the window, uh, and I remember we, there, uh, the, the view I had was facing the pool. I saw the pool. I saw the wind and the encore. I saw, I believe Trump Tower was in there somewhere. Man, I really wish I could find these old photos. Um, I probably don't have them anymore. I probably don't have them anymore. But I wish I could find them. And if I do find it, though, for real, I would post it uh, on the page for this blog, uh, for this podcast. But I seriously, seriously doubt that I have them still. And... I just remember just like looking down and I remember the original plan was to go to the pool and I looked at the pool and I saw that, you know, the pool wasn't made for people, you know, like me, uh, you know, kind of, you know, kind of chubby, uh, you know, I didn't have a physique for the pool and I remember being like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to do the pool, but I remember hearing the music, even though it was way down there, you can still kind of hear it and, you know, it was like, but it was like, it was like far away, so it was like, you know, but you can still hear the vibe that was going on down there. And I remember that being, uh, I remember that being pretty awesome. Uh, and, uh, I remember looking out and just like taking in whatever I could take of what I could see at the strip, which wasn't much to look at. Um, uh, you know, I remember Circus Circus being way out in the distance in the stratosphere. And I remember the roommate pointing out to me, um, his name was Gilbert, by the way, uh, pointing out to me, all right, that's the stratosphere, and you see that red thing over there, all right, well, that's Circus Circus, uh, but, and he's always pointing all these things out, and I was like, okay, all right, uh, and then it was like, all right, so what are we going to do, you know, and, and he's like, yeah, hey, let's just go out and, you know, go explore, uh, go explore the strip, and uh, I remember we left the Venetian, I didn't want to leave the Venetian, I was perfectly happy there, but I remember we left the Venetian, and uh, we headed out, and I believe we just started walking through everything. Uh, we headed, uh, we headed south on the strip. Uh, so we stopped into. I don't think we stopped at the Mirage yet, but I think we went into like Harrah's, and we went into like just everything on that side of the strip. Uh, O'Shea's, the Flamingo. Uh, all that stuff and just going in and out of these casinos and I remember it was laid out in a way that you just sort of had to walk all through a place before you got back out again now I know shortcuts because I've been doing this for a while so I don't fall for the trails uh, that's 
that's the sucker's journey. That's where they want you to go. But <laughs> they want you to follow that trail all up and through the casino. And yeah, no, I, I, I know the shortcuts now. But uh, back then, I sure as hell did not. And uh, it was something. So we, we walked through everything. And I remember just, I couldn't believe how much walking really goes on out there. You know, and I remember it was hot. It was like ridiculously hot. It was, uh, yeah, it was just stupid hot. It was like, it was like, it was like Africa hot. It was ridiculously hot. It was, it was just, yeah, just, yeah. You know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about, right? So it was dumb hot. I'm like clicking through. I'm trying to find pictures Hey, when was that? Was that around the same time or was that the next trip? Oh, I think that was the next trip. Yeah, that was the next trip. Oh, I'm trying to find some of these old pictures. Oh, man. I, but if I do find them, if I do find them, that's for sure I will be posting. Yeah, that was the next trip. That wasn't it. Darn it. Okay. So anyway, um, we walked all these all through these casinos. And I remember at one point, you know, it was... Uh, it was time to eat and we had uh he had made reservations at a place called Gallagher's at the New York New York and I had never up until that point had good steak because I was poor and when you're poor you don't have good steak you have chuck steak or you know whatever you can get at the supermarket for almost cheap um and I can tell you that I had not had a steak of of that quality before uh, ever so we're at Gallagher's and I remember just we're in there and the waiter comes over and Gilbert's like so what do you what do you want to do you have any suggestions he goes oh yeah I suggest the cowboy the cowboy cut uh, and I looked down and I saw that it was one of the most expensive expensive steaks that they had there and I was a wise ass and I was like so you are you suggesting it because it's good or because it's expensive and then he was like, oh, no, no, seriously. And a lot of our customers like this, this and that, and da 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 And I'm like, okay. And so I told Gilbert, I was like, well, I'm not paying $45 for a steak. And he's like, now, you know what? You should probably take his advice. And I was like, you know, I got this, but I'd try it out and just see if, you know, if you like it. And I'm like, I don't know. I just feel weird about eating $45 on one shot. Usually that's like enough for a week. And, you know, and we went back and forth on it, but I, I agreed on, uh, you know, on getting the cowboy cut steak. And I remember uh, just, uh, you know, it showed up. I remember looking at it. I remember thinking how awesome it was. And I remember thinking, man, I absolutely have got to get me some of this. Um, it smelled wonderful. Uh, I, it just looked amazing to me. I had never seen anything like that before. And I bit into it, and it was, it was like... It was like a heavenly experience. It was almost as if I put that in my mouth and everything around me had just become quiet, which was surprising because it was noisy, but all the noises just went away. I didn't hear a single sound at all. I don't remember seeing anything. All I remember was just having this extreme contentment of peace and that everything in the world was okay. And that for all the questions I had in life, everything I've ever wondered or thought, anything I ever put before me and questioned, 
anything I was ever unsure of, anything about the future, past, or present, the very answer to the meaning of life was answered right there on my tongue. Yeah. That's what it was like. And uh, I gotta tell you, since then, that has been a regular uh, thing that I do on all my Vegas trips is I go to Gallagher's at the New York, New York, and I have to have that cowboy cut steak. And I have no qualms about it. Yep, it's going to be 45 bucks. Yep, it's going to be delicious. But you know what? You will eat that steak and you will not be hungry for like a day. Like <laughs> there are so many calories in that thing, uh, which I didn't know about until recently because I'm like starting to look at those things. And But you know what? Worth it. Worth it. Uh, that steak was so good. My goodness. My goodness. And that's the thing. Like, I never experienced anything like that before. That's the thing about Vegas to me is, like, these new experiences that I've never had. Um, you know, it's just there's something about it that says, hey, I don't normally do this, but I'm going to do this because I'm in Vegas. And I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. I just know that it was like I had supernatural strength. I was able to uh, survive on the very minimal amount of sleep. Uh, I don't know. I never had, never uh, in New York was not able to ever do that. Uh, California was not able to ever do that. But Vegas, yeah, no problem. Sleep? What is sleep? What's sleep? You know, and it's just amazing. And it's those kinds of experiences that just uh, make me say, wow, Vegas is awesome. And I remember we had we had seen some show. I know that see this is where my mind is getting fuzzy because it was so long ago. But I know that we had seen something. I forget what. I forget what. I know that we saw I know we went to the uh Siegfried and Roy thing at the mirage with the the lions and the tigers and the dolphins and all that stuff um it looked like they were you know pretty well cared for over there uh they had a lot of space um it didn't seem very confining so that was cool i usually you know wonder about those things like uh, animals being kept up but they they had a lot of space to go around like lots of space so they did good with that i think um and I remember we did that. I, I, I don't remember any of the shows that we saw there for the first trip. Maybe we didn't see any shows at all. But I I just don't remember. I just don't remember what shows we saw, which is weird. I'm drawing that blank. Um, I know we drank a lot. I drank. <laughs> I drank. Maybe that's why I don't remember anything. Uh, I remember I drank... Um, I drank a lot more back then than I do now. Now I, I rarely even have a beer. In fact, I don't even like beer anymore, but I'm, I'm liking Red's Apple Ale for some reason. Um, I, I think I just got bored of beer. So if I do have a beverage, if I do partake, I don't always drink beer. But when I do, it's not really a beer. It's a Red's Apple Ale. Um, so maybe that has something to do with not remembering any of the shows that we saw. And I can't find my bag of mementos from 2009. Um, I remember everything from like 2010 and up, but not 2009. 
But I do remember we had hit just about as many casinos that we could. Oh, wait, I do have a memory. I do remember that on the 4th of July, we went to the stratosphere. And um, all I knew was that it was tall and it was like way at the ass end of the strip. And I remember we went there. We took the monorail. The monorail was pretty cool. I remember there were these like quirky little announcers. Uh, you know, it's all pre-recorded and voice tracked, but these quirky little announcers. Like, did you know there's as many tracks as the Las Vegas monorail as there is in the? No, they'll like name some little you know factoids and things like that. Um, and then they would have this like happening little music every time the monorail started leaving a station. Is like, now get ready because we're gonna get going. Did you know that Las Vegas has as many tourists as blah, 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 blah. You know, I know there's, there's a lot of that going on. And I remember we got off the closest station we could to, um, the closest station we could to the stratosphere. And, uh, we, I remember getting off, we walked over to the stratosphere. We did that. We got up to the top because the idea was to watch the fireworks from the top. And, uh, I gotta say at the time it wasn't a good spot to see the fireworks because you're kind of so far removed that when the fireworks do happen, they're tiny and they just look like little flies hitting a windshield. They're not like spectacular, like being mid strip, like outside Caesar's palace or something. It was like, you know, you know, far away. So sort of, it was like, <laughs> so I'm gonna remix that. Um, that would be funny if someone does. Don't, but it would be funny. Anyway, so it was not a good spot to see. Not a good spot to see the fireworks. I need to sip water. Um, I don't like sipping water in front of the microphone for some reason. I'm not shy. I just don't like sipping water in front of the microphone and hearing it later. You know, we going and all that stuff. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to play a play a quick little uh, 23 second promo. Yeah, that'll work. Let me just bring my level back up here. Okay, 23 second promo uh, to tell you about VegasSprite.com. So basically, this message is brought to you by us, pretty much. So uh, yeah, keep it tuned here. I'm gonna sip some water. Brb. VegasBright.com. We're not only a podcast. We cover news about shows, hotels, restaurants, and gambling. We also feature the Vegasy buzz around town like new construction, renovations, and future openings, as well as reviews of places to eat, experiences, hotel stays, and new things to do. And occasionally, we offer a sneak peek behind construction walls to see how a new place is coming along. VegasBright.com. Okay, and we're back. That was the music-free version of that promo. Um... Okay, so where was I? So yeah, so we went to Stratosphere, we did that, and then we went to, on the way back, we went to the Circus Circus because Gilbert was like, oh, I used to come here when I was a kid, or my parents used to bring me here, or whatever. Had some sort of sentimental memory for him, so we went there, uh, walked around. I think we went to the Adventure Dome, and you know, it's just a big, huge room full of you know, games and like air hockey and things like that. Uh, and I remember that part of the strip thinking it's, it was kind of, kind of sketch, 
kind of sketch. Speak. Oh, the strip. Yeah. So I have a story. And anyway, so we um, we walked. Uh, we did a lot of walking that day. I remember that. But speaking of the strip, I remember that it was the first time I encountered porn slappers, and I didn't know what these guys were handing out at all. I thought. Uh, it was like VIP passes to some club or some shit. So these guys like, you know, the, the thing that they do where they're like flicking the cards and they hand it to you and making all this little this noise and, you know, that. So I'm walking by and everyone's trying to hand me their card like I'm some sort of a celebrity or something. And I'm like, sure, man. Yeah. And I just reach my hand out and grab one. And they just like, there was a bunch of them. They used to all line up and there was a bunch of them at the time. It's not as bad now. But back then, it was like, there'd be 10, 15 heads deep just, like, trying to hand you these freaking cards. So I just stick my hand out, and I'm getting one after the other, and, and, you know, everyone's just, like, handing them to me. I'm like, all right, check it out. And so I remember saying to Gilbert, all right, well, let's see what we're going to do later. And I, <laughs> I turned it over, and it's these freaking, you know, live girls to your room with the little star pasties on the nipples and things like that. Oh, shit, that's going to be an explicit rating, isn't it? Great. Great, I was doing so well with not dropping the F-bomb. <sighs> I'm not editing it. Screw it. It's going in. Another explicit episode, even though I didn't drop the F-bomb. Uh, I think. I don't know. So, how how long am I going with this thing? 38 minutes in. And I'm just talking. I'm not even doing the news. Oh my goodness. Alright, so anyway. As I was. So, what are we going to do later? And there's just all these, like, half-naked chicks. Live girls to your room. And all that stuff. And I was just like, whoa. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I don't think we want any of that. <laughs> and so, I was just like, okay. Uh, and, you know, just got rid of those post-haste. Um, I remember that the uh, the money, for some reason, even though it was like, in the middle of the recession or whatever, you know, city center was like at a halt. I remember there was a lot of buildings that were not being finished. Not too different than it is now once you, you know, get past Treasure Island. But um, there was just a lot of stalled projects because, you know, of the so things were like mid being built. I'm pretty sure city center was still like in the middle of being built. Um, or something like that. But I remember just a lot of construction. And maybe it was the Cosmopolitan. I'm pretty sure it was City Center. I'm pretty damn sure it was City Center. But I could be wrong. And uh, I just remember just construction or non-construction all over the place. But there was something about the money, and maybe it was beginner's luck. Maybe this has happened to you. Has this happened to you? My first trip to Vegas, right, I had... $40 that I was going to do whatever with. And that $40 lasted me from the time I got there Thursday till the time I left there Sunday morning. I just kept making money. And my favorite slot machine, which to this day is my favorite slot machine was the reason why because anytime I got down to five bucks I would pop in that five bucks to this machine and it would give me like 20 or it would give me like 30 and it's such an amazing machine and I love it so much um 
It sounds something like this. You know what game that is? Hot Shots, Hot Shot Progressive. That's what it is. Hot Shot Progressive. And I remember I would just be like, all right, all right, I need to make more money. All right, money. Oh, yeah. Aww. All right, money. And then every once in a while, this would happen. Come on, Diamond Line. Come on, Blazing Sevens. And I remember I'll just see this happening and just get ridiculously excited. And it was like it would just pay out. And next thing I knew, I had like 20 bucks or 40 bucks. And that kept happening over and over again at this one machine at the Venetian. It was so cool. It was just so cool. So there was a lot about Vegas that really just sort of, I went there one way and came back a different person, I think. And I think that that very trip is what started off for me. Uh, where I was just like, when is the next time I can get back to that place? And um, I've gone every year since. Um, and more frequently recently, uh, now I go more than once a year. Uh, and if I'm not there, I have to know what's going on. I have to reach out. I have to find out what's going on and write articles just to keep me Vegas satisfied, I guess. And then when it's time to plan my trip, I just look back at Vegas Bright and say, I've written about some very awesome places over the last few months. Let's see which ones I'm going to go check out. <laughs> so, you know, and uh, it's just so cool. There's just something about that city that I just, they're getting an arena and I'm like thrilled about it. And when I, I wasn't even that thrilled when, you know, the Yankees or the Mets got their new stadiums. I didn't really care. But the Las Vegas Arena, well, T-Mobile Arena. And I'm just like, ah, and I'm like all excited about it. And I don't, I don't know. And my wife's saying, I think you have a new favorite city. Maybe maybe it's your adopted city. And I'm like, adopted city. And it's like, I always knew that Vegas was my favorite city. And a lot of people who live in New York are like, no, nah, you're from New York. You know, it's the greatest city in the world. Yeah, but that gets old. It really does. Uh, it's... It's a great, New York's great, don't get me wrong, New York's great, it's where I was born and raised, you know, and it's great, around the holidays, I don't mind being there, but eh, it's not Vegas, I'm sorry, not Vegas, and uh, even if New York City had legalized gambling, I still don't think it would quite be the same, I really don't, but um, because it's that casino atmosphere that just really livens things up. New York's got plenty of clubs. New York's got many, many wonderful places to eat. Uh, Broadway, you know, entertainment up the wazoo. Yeah, New York's got all that, but it's just not Vegas. It's just not Vegas. And the weird thing is that I would do things in Vegas that I didn't do in New York. It's like, I can go to this place and have some fine dining, but I want to do that in Vegas instead. I can go to the Gallagher's in New York City, but you know what? I want to go to that one in Vegas at the New York, New York instead. Uh, and I would just find myself wanting to do things in Vegas that I could do in New York, but just didn't want to do it there. You know what I mean? So, yeah. 
Sylvagus, the sights, the sound, the way it looks at night, uh, everything all lit up, just, it's, it's just mesmerizing, and there's just something about it that just, uh, draws me there like a mosquito to a porch light, <laughs> so, that's all I remember for right now about my first trip to Vegas, um, we went everywhere, we walked through everything, I remember being blown away by the themes, you know, the themes of everything, you know, the Luxor and its theme, and, uh, the Excalibur and its theme, you know, the New York, New York and its theme, uh, you know, just all the themed places, I remember just, like, being, like, blown away how you can, the Paris and its theme, uh, the Bellagio, the Venetian, of course, the Venetian, and that, maybe that's why it's my, like, favorite hotel, although I never stay there, uh, it's just too pricey, it's just too pricey for me, I can't justify it, uh, yeah, just can't do it, love it, though, I spent a lot of time there, uh, but it's just, it's just too pricey, am I yawning? I'm yawning, so I'm gonna take that as a signal of, it's time to go to bed, and, uh, it's time to go to bed, so I'm going to be done with this show. And if you would like to share your Vegas story, uh, I have an idea and maybe give this a shot. I'm doing, yeah, at Vegas Bright, we want you to be an author for a day. We haven't had an author for a day contest in a long time. Well, it's not really a contest, but we haven't had one in a long time. So you know what? Author for a day. Write an article about your first trip to Vegas. You can call it Vegas, my first time, or something like that. Don't, and I will tell you right now, if you have any apprehension about this because you don't feel like you're a good writer, that's more than likely not the case. I've had many people who started writing for Vegas Price saying, I don't think I'm cut out for this, and then they turn up being great. So you know what? Don't worry about it. Even if you think you're horrible, even if you think, oh, I misspelled too many things, that's okay. I'm an editor. It's what I do. I'll take care of it. You're going to come out of that article smelling like a million bucks. But here's the idea. I want you guys, if you're so inclined, to write an article called Vegas, my first time, or something like that, my first time in Vegas, uh, you know, and send it to podcast at vegasbright.com and I'll edit it if you got pictures you want to add that's great if not I'll add pictures I'll take care of all that for you don't worry about it don't worry about it. if you're like oh I'm not a great grammarist don't worry about it I'll take care of all that it's what I do I'm an editor it's what I do so put a story together about your first trip to Las Vegas um It'll be the trip report that you might not have ever gotten to share. Maybe it was a long time ago. Maybe you, uh, there's uh, things that happened in Vegas that don't exist anymore. There could be some very interesting things in there. Maybe you think, eh, it wasn't anything. Give it a shot. Write an article up about your first time in Vegas. Um, it could be anywhere from... You know, let's start with three paragraphs. Write three paragraphs of your first time in Vegas. And if it goes longer, it goes longer. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Do three paragraphs. Send it to podcast at vegasbright.com. I'll edit it, fluff it up with pictures. I'll post it, uh, giving you uh, author credit. 
you know, the, this author, so-and-so, what's your name? If you don't want to use your real name, come up with, you know, some sort of a pseudonym, and that's fine. And send us a podcast at VegasBright.com. And uh, we're going to do that. I think that's going to be cool. It'll be cool. We haven't had a be an author for a dating for a long time. So I think that's a good idea. Um, yeah, so do that and uh, send it in. I think it's going to be awesome. And uh, it'll be much appreciated. That's going to do it. For this episode of Vegas Bright, like I uh, the Vegas Bright podcast, like I said, it's a very special holiday episode of the Vegas Bright podcast. Uh, thank you for tuning in. I want to give shout outs to uh, Scott at Vital Vegas. Uh, he's got lots of interesting things at his site, cool articles he writes. Check him out. He's got an awesome podcast, even though he doesn't think it's that great. I don't think he realizes how great it is. So either either he's really, really modest or, you know, it's a PR thing. I don't know, but it's better than he thinks it is. Uh, so go check him out. Uh, Mark Meltzer from edgevegas.com. And he doesn't just write there. He writes in like 25 other sites. Like this dude is all over the internet. Uh, you should go check him out as well. Uh, of course, check us out at vegasbright.com. Uh, shout outs to everybody over at Vegas Bright. You all know who you are, and I think that you are all awesome. Um, and if you haven't checked out our website, go ahead. We do articles Monday through Friday. Uh, we usually do about two articles a day. Um, this Friday is April 1st. We're probably not posting anything this Friday because anything that goes on the internet on April Fool's Day, people automatically think it's bullshit. So we're probably just going to purposely not post anything on Friday. And only you people listening to the podcast, when I say you people, I mean you wonderful, awesome listeners, uh, listening to the podcast, I'm going to let you guys in on a secret. We're not going to post anything on Friday. If we do post something on Friday, it is going to be bullshit. Uh, yeah, that's what's going to happen. If we do post, I have an idea for a story that I have a feeling will go viral and people will just share it on Facebook without even reading it. Kind of like people do like, you know, during the political season. And um, I think it would be interesting, although it might damage our reputation. So I'll make it clear that it's an April Fool's joke somewhere in the article. If I do it, I might not have the time to, um, but we'll see. If not, I'll have to save it for next year. It's just one of those stories that are so good. It could work for any year. Uh, but that being said, I'm going to get going. Thanks again for tuning in to the Vegas Bright Podcast, and I will maybe see you next week, but I maybe won't because next week I'll be in Vegas, and so I'm not sure I'll have time to do a podcast before or not. Just letting you know. Uh, so that's it. Man, I can't believe this episode went so long. Without a plan, I've been talking for almost an hour. All right, catch you all next time. <laughs>